This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 145 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am interviewing Jesse Grossman from Bold Streak, as well as WIM, which is Women in Influencer Marketing. We're going to be diving into the benefits of influencer marketing, and you all know this is a topic that I love. Jesse and I probably could have continued this conversation all day long if we had to. But before we dive into that conversation, I want to make sure that you are aware that there is an app in the iTunes store for Jenny Maros so that you can go in and be able to download the app and have everything at your fingertip, including all of the podcast episodes so that you don't have to wait for them to come out in iTunes or your favorite podcasting listening app. You also have access to exclusive audio that is nowhere else. I'm not putting it on the podcast. I'm not putting it on my blog. It is only going to be on the app and it is meant for you. It is an insider insiders information and trainings that cannot be found anywhere else. The wanted to create an app for you guys because I want content to be at your fingertips. I want you to be able to go in and see everything all in one place. So you don't need to hear about it in on Instagram and on in the pictures or you don't need to go and watch a video on Facebook Live. Everything that I have done and I've created is inside this app all in one place. We want to make it as simple as possible for y'all. So all you have to do is go to the iTunes, the app store, and you're going to search for Jenny Morrows. It'll pop up, download it, and you are good to go. We are also even offering you a premium feature where you can have 24-7 chat access to me with a premium upgrade. So please take the time today, download that app so that you can have everything at your fingertips and are not going to miss a thing. All right, guys, let's dive into this interview. All right, I am here with Jesse Grossman. Jesse, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so happy to, to join me today and to chat about everything. Yes, I am super excited about this conversation. I was actually hoping before we really start to dive into the whole idea of influencer marketing, that you could actually share a little bit about yourself and your business. Yeah, sure. Happy to. So a little bit about myself and my business. So um, I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Bold Streak. Uh, we are social media first talent management company uh, based in New York City, um, but we represent talent all over. So um, different countries, different cities, different states. <laughs> and um, we are mainly known in a few different areas. Um, we're known in the parenting space in particular. We represent some of the top parenting influencers. We um, we're really well known for diversity. We always try to, we always say true diversity. So of course, ethnic diversity, but also we represent LGBTQ creators. We represent body positive creators. So um, everyone is uh, really well represented on our roster um, and thought leaders, which is a really interesting um, sector as well. So we represent uh, doctors, for example, influencers who are literally saving lives. We represent um, a Forbes 30 under 30. So um, that's been interesting because, you know, these thought leaders are adding 
a whole interesting layer of credibility to their brand endorsements um, that maybe other influencers aren't able to. Um, so we, uh, we're a team of about 10 now, um, again, based in New York City, represent some of the most incredibly hardworking, creative, down-to-earth uh, talent in the business. Um, and uh, that's the company that I own. I love it. Very good. So I love this topic that we're going to talk about. Of course, influencer marketing is like my favorite thing to talk about. Um, it's really how I was able to grow my business. So I would love it if you would give us your definition of influencer marketing. Sure. So I would first just start and by saying everybody defines influencer marketing differently. So I love that you ask this question of everyone who comes on. Um, so influencer marketing in my, my two cents, um, is, you know, people who are, uh, utilizing people who are unique, have a really, really specific point of view, um, and have an incredibly engaged community online and offline, if they're doing it correctly, um, of people of like-minded people, um, who are all looking to, you know, get inspired to share ideas with each other. Um, yeah, I think of influencers as, you know, true tastemakers, um, of people who are, again, who are doing it right are really in this for the long haul. Um, so they're thinking about longevity and they've really cultivated these incredible communities around themselves. So it's far beyond just themselves. Um, and their communities are engaging with each other. Um, so it's really like a, it's a movement if it's done properly. Um, and the marketers who are involved in utilizing this type of talent, um, are just absolutely, you know, taking advantage, uh, in the best way possible to be able to communicate their brand's messaging, um, and sort of infuse it into these communities of people, um, who would benefit from, um, being exposed to that brand. I love that you started off talking about what that they're unique in their own way, that they really know who they are and that they then are able to build that community or that tribe of people. Because I think that's what sometimes gets missed is that community sense that they have, that they have this following that isn't just a matter of numbers, isn't a matter of 100,000 followers on Instagram that don't engage, but are actually people that interact with them and just are going to want to hear what they have to say and are in involved in their business in general, just the content that they're creating. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. hundred percent. So talk to me about what the purpose of influencer marketing for a brand is. Sure. So, you know, uh, you know, my, my day to day is that I'm advocating for influencers, but, um, in doing so, you know, we wouldn't have a business if it wasn't for all the brands who are involved. So um, it's important to think from a brand's perspective. So I love this question. Um, so, you know, from a brand's perspective, um, you know, they are looking to um, really engage um, with the right audience. Um, that's the key, I think. So, you know, I had a really interesting conversation with someone just the other day and um, on my podcast, actually, that you were on as well. Um, so the, the WIM radio podcast, um, and you were a fantastic guest. So thank you again for being on it. Um, so so we were, we were speaking on that podcast similar about this. So, um, you know, she was saying, well, you know, I get a lot of brands who come my way. She works for an agency um, who are just like, well, 
we have to do influencer marketing because everybody else is doing it. Um, and she offered a very unique perspective, which is it's not necessarily for everyone. Um, it really just depends on what your goals are um, and, and to see if it's right for you. And then if it's right for you, there's so many different ways to, to be able to go about it. Um, and so all of that isn't really necessarily to be taken for granted. Like it's still meant to think critically about in order to come up with the right strategy for your brand. Um, so, you know, from anywhere from brand awareness to actually driving sales to, you know, to, uh, increasing, um, traffic on either their social or their website, um, but you know, it's usually one of those main things. Um, but I've seen everything from, you know, getting event attendance, um, being really hyper specific to be able to grow a sector of, um, their, their clientele. Um, they're like, you know, we're reaching this type of person and we're doing incredibly well selling our product or our services to this person. But we think this other type of person could really benefit from us as well. And for some reason we haven't gotten in front of them yet. Um, so, you know, they'll use influencers who are connected to that sort of community. Um, and, you know, if done right, um, they're able to get their brand in front of them and make the connections that they wouldn't have been able to otherwise. I think that the piece that you said about how it, they don't necessarily they think that they have to do it because everyone else is doing it and not understanding what their goals are. It makes we kind of look back at it and say, well, do they really understand then how they're going to use the influencers and how they're going to measure whether or not they're successful? And it's often, I think, why there's sometimes a negative connotation that's given to influencer marketing and working on sponsored content as an influencer, you sometimes get almost a bad taste in your mouth because the expectations can often be unclear because they don't know their key performance indicators, like their goals of what they're trying to actually accomplish. So I think when you take it back from that standpoint and understanding what their goals are and then come the brand comes into it, knowing what their goals are can make such a huge difference because then it's easier for that influencer to actually deliver that. Oh, 100%. And you know, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's easy, or it's exciting when you're jumping into it to just sort of think about, you know, step 10. Um, but you can't get there unless you, you know, think of step one, two, and three first. So um, like you're saying, absolutely. Step one is, you know, what are your actual goals? Um, and what are your immediate goals? And what are your long term goals? Because even the long term goals, you got to, you got to do step one, two, and three of the long-term goals in order to get there eventually. So um, absolutely, it's like knowing what do you want out of this and um, who are you looking to reach? Um, and, you know, and, and I do think it's important to think short-term and long-term at the same time um, because they inform the other, those goals inform the other. So, um, you know, it's, a, it's important to have these conversations with people who have been doing this for a while so they could sort of help guide you along the way. Yes. And I think the other piece of it, too, is that as the influencer, you have to sometimes help the brand understand what you can give them as far as your audience. I think some of the roadblocks that influencers run into when it comes to a brand is the brand may not see them as like having the right necessary uh, the market for the audience that they possibly could want. And if they could just 
explain to them and show how this is an audience that they are not reaching. Cause I loved the way before you said that they were looking for this one particular type of audience that they hadn't gotten in front of. Well, it's different type of influencers, different niches. Um, and I love the fact that you also represent multiple types of influencers in your agency because you can provide them those different brands and with different types of audiences possibly they may not have thought of. Yeah. I mean, you know, we had, it's funny, we had a, an event at our office yesterday, actually, it was like a big meet and greet event. So we're having lots of interesting conversations about all things influencer marketing. And, you know, one of the conversations that we're having is just, you know, just about this, um, you know, it's, we're, we're an influencer, we work in influencer marketing, you know, we, we, we work in this really fun industry. So, you know, we should think outside the box, we should challenge ourselves to think creatively. And so, you know, what can I get out of this? And like, how can I do something different? And, you know, so, you know, our, yes, our agency represents a variety of different influencers because every influencer has a different story. Every influencer has a unique story. If they're doing it right, they're not copying anybody else. So they are just telling their personal story, which of course is unlike anybody else's. So, um, you know, in that, um, you know, there's a way to integrate a brand into that story and have it be a unique one that no one else could tell simply because they are not that person. Um, and again, like tapping into new audiences. But, you know, there's so many different ways that um, people, brands, can utilize influencers. Uh, I hate to see people sort of get stuck in patterns and get stuck in old ways. So I'm always inspired and our team is always really inspired when we're able to think outside the box and we can sort of push each other to, to create new things, something new, um, new types of content, simply because nobody else has done it before. Yes. And I think that that's one of the biggest benefits that you have for influencer marketing is because each influencer is an individual that comes with a story that brands can now lend themselves to that story and become part of it and get involved more in that community. It's just, I feel like there's so many benefits when it comes to influencer marketing. What do you feel a brand should look for in an influencer in, in order to run a successful influencer marketing campaign? So that's a great question. Because again, that's one of those first steps that's so important to be able to hit that before moving forward. Um, so, you know, what to uh, what to look for in an influencer? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yeah. So what to look for in an influencer? So everybody is going to be looking for different things. But here are the variety of different things you could look for in an influencer. Um, one is, you know, their content, the content itself, um, aesthetically, uh, the tone of the caption or the tone of, you know, the video, um, does it align with what your brand's values are? Um, because that is important. You, you want somebody who it seems like a natural fit. Um, your brand has a vibe. Your brand has a culture. Um, and uh, it's important that that aligns with the influencer because it, it needs to feel like they would naturally use your product and be excited about and proud to use it. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing beyond the content um, is, you know, the, the influencer themselves. I always say like pre-vet people, um, 
pre-vet them and see, is this person responsive to my emails? Uh, did I send them product? And, um, you know, they, they responded right away saying, oh my God, I actually love this product. Or have they posted about it previously? Is there any sort of organic reason to think that, you know, they're a fan of yours? And maybe it's a new brand and a new or just a product that they haven't gotten in their hands yet. So, you know, maybe they wouldn't have posted about it. Um, but, you know, having a, a brief conversation, just asking them a question or two, you know, saying a little bit about your product and how would you integrate it into your life? Or, you know, what, what would you, what content um, sort of would you create from this? You know, how would, what story, you know, what, what fits in your life to be able to um, use this product? And just sort of digging into it a little bit. You can fairly easily tell if somebody's just phoning it in um, or if they're passionate about this and it seems like it's a right fit. Um, you know, look, it's whether it's hiring influencers or whether I'm hiring people to work on my team at Bold Streak. I, I always look for people who are passionate, who are enthusiastic. And I think that that's something that people shouldn't underestimate in an influencer. Um, so, you know, that passion is that enthusiasm there. Um, and then, of course, you know, beyond the content, beyond the work ethic and enthusiasm, um, then you want to sort of dig into the numbers a little bit, dig into their audience a little bit. So, you know, where they're, where are their audience? Uh, where is the audience tuning in from? Um, is it mostly the United States? Um, hyper specifically, are there any specific cities or states that you're looking to hit that they hit as well? Um, so asking those questions and getting a sense of where screenshots, uh, you can certainly gather screenshots of um, their backend analytics. Um, if you don't necessarily have a license to um, any sort of software that grabs it for you, reaching out to influencers and saying, hey, can I get a sense of your audience demographics? They'll send you screenshots. They, they capture them all the time um, and they'll pass them along to you and you can see, you know, the age of their followers and, um, you know, where they're living and what their interests are and um, all sorts of information. Information is power. Um, so gathering as much of it as possible to help inform your decision is doing your due diligence. Um, so digging into that, figuring out, um, is this the, the audience that you're looking to target? Um, because maybe the influencer's content is fantastic. It seems like they individually are a great fit, but their audience isn't actually who you're looking to capture, or you've already captured that audience and maybe it's nothing new. Um, because there's different things that you can get from an influencer. So maybe the goal is to reach a new audience. Well, if it's not new, it doesn't make sense. Um, but maybe you just want incredible content to repurpose. Um, and so, you know, wow, this person has such a unique aesthetic. And, um, you know, it, it, we've been, you know, outsourcing um, our photography for the longest time, but this influencer really just seems to get it. Um, how great would that be to sort of, you know, commission content from this person, have them post it on their account, of course, but also, you know, to include some usage rights in the contract in which you can license that content um, and repurpose it for your own uh, platforms. Um, and those types of relationships are, are incredibly powerful um, because those can be really long-term relationships. There are influencers out there that uh, would absolutely love to be 
basically the in in-house art studio um, for a brand. Um, they're creating content all the time. And if their aesthetic is so on par with what you're looking for, they would love to just create content exclusively for you. So maybe it starts with, you know, they're posting on their platform as well, but maybe the part of the deal that you're striking is that they they actually are more creating additional content for uh, brand assets um, versus necessarily just posting on their account. Um, I, that's something in, in my experience has been way underutilized. And it's such an opportunity, uh, both from the influencers perspective, as I hear a lot of them say that I'd love to do that. Um, and then from a brand's perspective, they have all this content at their fingertips and so few of them actually use it. <laughs> um, so I would just encourage people uh, on both ends uh, to have more of those conversations. We're in a very unique perspective in that we're, we're the middleman or the middle woman <laughs> between uh, brands, agencies, and influencers. So we're privy to these types of conversations, more candid conversations. So I can tell you from our unique perspective that these are conversations that should probably be had more often. It seems like it would be, there's a lot of synergies there. I love that you use the word brights because I think as a lot of my clients that are food photographers and food bloggers, they often will, it gets slipped into contracts without it ever being spoken about. And I think that we need to be aware of if that is like brands are going to be able to use assets when it comes to rights and you use the word commission too. Like it is a paid transaction. It shouldn't be something that's just assumed. So I love the fact that you said about the contract and making sure that the rights were actually allocated in there, because I think that that's an important piece for every, you know, for as the influencer to also cover themselves so that the brand can use the content and also be able to, to serve duly that purpose. So that's great. Uh, the other piece that I just, I think that you talk about the idea of um, the influencer know, using, and loving the brand, right? Like that's really ideally where it has to start. For a relationship to begin, that influencer really does need to know that brand. And the fact that you're talking about social, I think that's where I teach my students of Pitch Perfect Pro. Like that's where you start your relationship. Start it on Instagram, talking back and forth with them, commenting on their photos. If it's really someone that you're trying to build a relationship for, that you want to become that go-to influencer for that brand, because you know your content is aligned with them or your aesthetic is aligned with them, then you need to be doing that on social and just being aware and building that relationship. I often compare it to like the relationship I have with my husband in that if you want to work with a big brand that you want to become that go-to influencer, it's not a one night stand. It's a, let's put some dates into this and really get to know each other and then we'll put a ring on it. So <laughs> I just think that I love the way that you talked about that. Um, what is the one thing that you feel an influencer absolutely needs to deliver in order for a campaign to be successful? Mm. Um, well, I can tell you how they can deliver it and they can deliver it on time. And by following all of the key points that were communicated, whether it was in a formal brief or just email. Um, so that's how they can deliver it. That's very, 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 very important. <laughs> um, we just, we really prioritize professionalism. It's something that's key to us. Um, but what they deliver, um, you know, again, I, if I could give if there's any takeaway from this conversation, um, if you're an influencer um, and even a brand or an agency, I always say that influencers need to not look left, not look right, 
but just stay in their lane and continue to dive internally and, and, and continue to find how you are like nobody else, how you are unique, how your tone is unique, your point of view is unique, your content, your aesthetic, like everything about you is like nobody else. So to infuse that into every bit of brand content, um, which includes, in my opinion, some vulnerability, um, a unique story, um, you know, because that's, that's the type of content that's going to perform well, um, is the type of content that includes a little bit of that, if not all of that, as much of that as possible, because as a, as a consumer of that content, like that's, what's going to be compelling. Um, that's, what's going to be most interesting. And, and, um, so it won't seem overly branded or overly sponsored, um, it seems just a, like a, a vulnerable, interesting, dynamic, compelling piece of content, just like the rest of your content. So um, that is just hugely important to keep top of mind in all instances. Um, and, you know, absolutely just to treat it like a business. So, um, you know, with all of this, you want to capture uh, obviously all your metrics um, at the end of a campaign. So, you know, to see how the reach and impressions were, how it performs, but sort of go a little bit above and beyond, um, you know, capture sentiment. So in your comments, um, you know, if people specifically mentioned the brand, if someone said, you know, cool shot, don't capture that. <laughs> but if someone said, you know, oh my God, I went out and bought this product and it was really cool. Or, oh God, I've been using this brand for years and I'm so happy to hear you, um, you're partnering with them. You know, what do you like about it? Oh my gosh, guys, if somebody asks a question um, about anything in your content, you should always answer, but especially if it's a branded partnership um, and talk about your experience. We're just talking, we, we're coming off of this big event that we literally had last night. So I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about conversations that were going on then. But, um, you know, another thing that we were discussing at this event is, you know, how do you make sponsored content feel more organic? Um, it's such a struggle. Um, you know, the brand has its own agenda, of course, they need to get as much of their uh, messaging out there, both visually and, you know, text wise. Um, and the influencer wants to get their messaging out there as much as possible to keep it organic and to keep it consistent with the other posts that they make. So how do you marry that together? You're talking about, you know, relationship, putting a ring on it. You know, so how do you, how do you make that a beautiful marriage, a beautiful partnership? Um, you know, it's give and take. Uh, and so, you know, with that, um, it's, uh, it's important to, well, here's actually what I was going to say is that with that, you know, how do you make it not as incredibly sponsored? So guys, like maybe the, the more heavy handed, um, talk about the brand itself, they can be done in the comments, you know, like, you know, maybe, you know, when, when people comment on it, you could say like, oh my gosh, yeah. And let's say it's a cleaning product, you know, it really scrubs clean, you know, the stuff on my countertop and it really truly did it guys. Like maybe that's something, you know, it, it's something that maybe would seem a little too heavy handed in a caption to say like, and it scrubs clean my countertop. <laughs> but in a comment, and which is just uh, an extension, a natural extension of that conversation, 
it feels a little bit more real to be able to make that sort of a statement. Um, and so utilizing the comments as an opportunity to continue the conversation about that brand, I can tell you um, from our agency partners and our brand partners, any sort of a they consider that additional bonus content um, and, and any sort of additional bonus content, which is you just responding to a comment on that feed, um, on that on that post, it, they are over the moon about it. I mean, they consider that such a win. And if you can give that to them, it's such an easy give. It's such an easy give to them. It's, you know, necessary to do because your followers, if, if you're a follower, uh, an audience member, and you take the time to write a comment on someone's feed and you get a response, that person is so much more likely to continue to comment on the rest of your posts forever. <laughs> forever. They look up to you. They idolize you in some instances. The power that you have by spending just a minute or less and, and responding, replying to a, a comment is hugely important. So those are just a few things uh, that I think everybody should keep in mind. And I think it really truly goes back to just like a marriage communication. Like if you know that something is going to resonate better with your audience, let's say for Instagram, instead of maybe having um, a slideshow on your Instagram or you're swiping, maybe it's just that one beauty shot that's on Instagram. And then you take it to Instagram stories and you do a poll and you ask these questions and you get your audience to actually engage with you, which we're not seeing as well as we used to in the actual feed. I think that's where you can, if you can articulate that to the brand and, and show them how that that's going to be more effective, then that can make all the difference in a campaign. And I think that as influencers, we need to be able to state like, this is the data. And I love that you brought up the fact that you have to be able to provide the data for them. You have to, that's part of what you're delivering. You have to know your numbers, your reach, your impressions, your engagements, everything that goes into it so that you can say to them, listen, this is what has happened. Here's, I did one your way, but I also did one my way. And that's how you're going to show them that your audience responds better, maybe to a particular way of it being in front of them and kind of maybe through Instagram stories or Facebook live or however it is that, you know, your audience interacts better showing that as like a case study so they can see the side by side, they're going to appreciate that communication and it's going to build a better relationship that they're going to want to continue to work with you. And then they're going to want to work with you in a way in which you showed them that your audience interacts better with. I just think that communication yeah. is so huge. It is so huge. And you're completely right. It's for the brand and the agency uh, because, well, in a lot of instances, it's written into your contract. Always read, always read your contract, everybody. Um, and so in a lot of instances, that request is included in your contract that you have to provide, you know, the, the data, the metrics and the analytics uh, to complete the campaign um, before you get paid in some instances. Um, but in addition to it being for other people, let that information be for you. Let you um, gather this information because you are a business person and any good business person knows that the more data you have, uh, the better, 
it, 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 like information is power. And by having all this information about your own business is 100% necessary to be able to understand it, to be able to decipher trends from it, to be able to um, be able to affect change and to see like, you should be an expert on your data. So, you know, if you see that, you know, engagement has gone down a little bit, I, I personally am so tired of people saying, well, it's the Instagram algorithm. I have no control over it. So I'm just, you know, I'm at the whim of that. That is, I don't know if I can curse on your, on your podcast, <laughs> but that is BS. That is BS. Um, I, I just, I, I don't buy it. Um, and you know, I'm a business person at the end of the day, like first and foremost. So, um, I would never get into a business that I couldn't be in control of. I mean, that just seems like a, not a smart business opportunity. So, um, I don't buy that your engagement is completely at the whim of the Instagram algorithm. I don't buy it. Um, I think that, you know, you need to dig into your data a little bit more and think more strategically and, and experiment more to see what you can do to affect that change. Um, it's really not that elusive as people imply. I, if I hear, everybody says it. So it's nothing like that a couple people say. Everybody, oh, the Instagram algorithm. I just, I have no control. I'm just such a you know, poor me, poor me. Um, I'm one for empowering people and to say, you know, what can you do to change it? Um, And again, just by knowing your data and being an expert on your business, um, you're going to be able to have more uh, powerful conversations when you're pitching yourself, when you're justifying your ROI and your rates. Um, You know, these are, these are conversations and, um, and that, that needs to just fall out of your mouth, um, that you should be able to just speak so comfortably and confidently about, because again, it is your business. Um, so you should be able to say, well, I actually feel fairly confident that if I create content that looks like X, Y, and Z, and I post it, um, on this day at this time, because you have that information on Instagram and other platforms as well, um, that I should be able to get between X percentage and X and Y percentage of engagement. Um, I'm not telling anyone to predict, you know, 5,253 comments. <laughs> That's impossible. Um, let's be honest, but, but, but you should be able to articulate, eloquently articulate the results that you should be able to comfortably predict. And of course, that's going to be a range. Um, but you should know that range. You should know that range like the back of your hand. Um, and again, you know, whether it's bold streak, whether it's whim, um, we all, I really like to always empower people um, to be, you know, in the driver's seat of your own business and this is such a powerful opportunity to be able to do so. Absolutely. So tell us, Jesse, more about WIM, so Women in Influencer Marketing. Yeah, sure. So WIM is my passion project. Um, I light up whenever I talk about it because I just, I love it so much. So um, WIM has been around for a few years now. 
Um, WIM is short for Women in Influencer Marketing. And um, we are an incredible resource. Uh, we are a women-specific influencer marketing-focused networking group. Um, we have over 2,000 members uh, worldwide. Um, you know, most of our uh, membership is based in the United States. All over, of course, New York, LA, Chicago, San Francisco, the major markets, but certainly secondary and tertiary markets too. Um, when we are a resource for networking, uh, to share information with each other in order to make our industry stronger. Um, and we're fostering, you know, leaders in this industry. You know, we are a fledgling industry. It's it's been around, you know, influencer marketing, a little over 10 years, I would say. So, you know, we're comparing it to other industries. We're so new. Um, and for me, I was looking for a resource like this um, a few years ago and was assuming that with the, the magic of the internet, I would just be able to find it. You know, if there's not a, I assumed there was a website or an app for it because like it, that exists for everything else that you're looking for, but there wasn't. Um, I was looking for a way to just connect with others and influencer marketing. I was looking to like be able to say like, Hey, I'm going through this really unique situation. Like, does anybody else, has anyone else experienced this before? Like I just need advice. Um, and I couldn't find it. So, um, we did an event. We started with an event. It was just, you know, our personal network. Um, this is a few years ago. Uh, we decided to do a, a panel and just have like a, a networking event after, um, after we came up with the cool name, of course, we're like, oh my gosh, women and influencer marketing for short is whim. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> so we had, uh, the name set, we had an event, we had some people RCP'd zero expectations considering it was our first event ever. I was like, if, if, you know, three people come, I'll be over the moon. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, we had like 60 plus people, women, obviously show up, um, to the first event and sort of the rest was history. So today, um, we have in-person events, uh, a couple times a year in different cities. We've had LA, Chicago, New York, uh, events. Um, we have a, a really wonderful podcast again, that you were on, um, Wim Radio. So if you search in, uh, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Um, if you search Wim W I I M Radio, you'll find us, and we're a weekly podcast where we interview really incredible people throughout the industry and get their perspective. Um, I would say our strongest resource, because again, we're we are a resource, is our private Facebook group. Um, so within the private Facebook group, um, that's where again we have uh, just about two thousand members in there. Um, we have a newsletter and things like that, which makes us over 2000. But in the Facebook group, we have people who are multiple posts every single day, looking for talent, posting jobs in the industry, um, you know, asking for advice, giving advice, you know, asking, you know, I'm looking for uh, a, um, a platform to use. Um, you know, does anyone have a, a contact for this brand? Any question under the sun? Um, and, uh, I, I love looking in there and seeing how connections are being made every single day. Um, so there's that and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell, that's whim. 
I love it. We are going to make sure to link to those in the show notes so that y'all can make sure that you get definitely into the Facebook group and sign up for the newsletter. Uh, You guys listening are all influencers and the majority of you are women. So you're perfect fit. And it's just a great organization. I love that you do things in person. Um, And I'm just so thankful, Jesse, for you for coming onto the podcast. I appreciate it so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, guys, there you have it. Clearly, this conversation could have continued forever. And if you couldn't tell, I was shaking my head furiously, agreeing with everything that Jesse was saying, because those of you who are students inside Pitch Perfect Pro know that this is what I strategically teach you to do as an influencer. So I was so excited to be able to have this interview with her and really have someone that's on the brand side agreeing with exactly what I'm telling you they want you to be doing. So... Make sure that you go and join in on WIM. And I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to leave a review on iTunes, your favorite podcasting app. As you heard in previous episodes with Mary O'Dot White back in episode 143, we talked about the fact that when you leave a review on Google, it helps because it shows us as more of an expert so that my content will start to come up when people are searching for things on influencer marketing. So if you guys would leave me a review, I would so appreciate it. Make sure that if you haven't already downloaded the app from the app store for the Jenny Melrose app, that you do so. It's going to give you a chance to be able to have everything at your fingertips. And while you're in there, if you want to leave a five-star review on the app, I would even appreciate that even more. All right, you guys, until next time, I will talk to you all then.